Hello and welcome to The Real Talk with Pillow Talk Studios. My name is Sierra and in this podcast, nothing is off limits. From my crazy life to yours, it's time to share our experiences and get into those gritty details. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to The Real Talk with Pillow Talk Studios. Today we have Miss Mel, Brand Ambassador Mel, back for the second time. Hello again. <laughs> so today we're going to be doing some talk on body positivity and fat activism. If this is something that bothers you, please take this into consideration. This is your trigger warning. There are other episodes for you to listen to. The beginning of your story is like many who grew up in the early 2000s. We were surrounded by magazines that said 110 pounds was fat, Horrible diet commercials on TV, media going after teenagers for being too thin or too fat, and so much more. So can you describe your early years in school? I was always kind of the chubby friend. My parents like were definitely visibly chubbier. My brother was definitely chubby. It was just kind of ran in our family. Like, yeah. I mean, I know that, yeah, there's like body composition and all of this stuff but sometimes it's just in your genes and yeah. people can still be healthy at any size yeah. so anyways always the chubby one definitely grew up with my mom doing all of those fad diets i remember doing the cabbage soup diet i remember being like 10 years old and going to curves no. <laughs> shout out curves <laughs> I remember all of that. I remember my dad doing the Atkins diet. Mm -hmm. uh, just all the diets. I remember them all. So I was definitely surrounded by that. Mm -hmm. And as someone who was chubbier, especially as I, like, when I can remember, probably, you know, around grade three, four, that time, I can definitely remember, like, not being able to buy and wear the same clothes that all of my friends were wearing. And that was a pretty early age, I feel like, to experience that. Yeah, I think I was in maybe fourth or fifth grade when that started happening to myself. And I remember all of my friends, like, there must have been a music video or something where all the girls were wearing, like, knee-high socks. And so all of my friends started buying these knee-high socks from, like, I don't know, Walmart or something. And I was like, I want some. And my friend was like, here, you can wear mine for the day. And I put them up, and they went halfway up my calf. And I was like... Excuse mortified <laughs> yeah and like that was the first time I could remember my body being different than other people yeah I can totally re relate to that especially triggered by knee-high socks knee-high anything even calf-high anything yeah. I played sports a little bit when I was younger I played softball so I definitely remember like in that too, even just like having to have the bigger jersey and the bigger mm -hmm. shorts and like my socks were super tight. Yeah. And yeah, it was definitely, I don't, I don't know if I remember a time when I didn't experience that, honestly. Yeah, it, it starts pretty young when you know that your body is just a little bit different than everybody else. Definitely, especially when you have like your parent figure to kind of perpetuating that. Mm -hmm. because they look different yeah. you're seeing them try to change so yeah and unfortunately that was just the way it was back then well i mean i listed what five different diets yep. <laughs> and uh, there's definitely many many more yeah so can you remember when the comments and people started talking about you because of your weight 
Definitely middle school. I think middle school was the time where at at that age, you felt like you were growing up. And you were going into middle school maybe with new kids from other other elementary schools that you didn't know. And I also think everyone's hitting puberty. You're starting to have crushes on boys. You're starting to kiss boys and quote unquote date them. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever that looked like back in, you know, 2007. But definitely middle school was when it all kind of started. Grade seven was really hard for me. Because you're in this new school and trying to figure it all out. Mm-hmm. And like I said, friends are getting boyfriends. Um, and that was definitely not something that I experienced. So I think the bullying about weight, it started in middle school. And it was kind of centered around just like the rejection of not like being with someone or boys thinking you were cute. Yeah. That was definitely the focus at that time in life. Yeah. Because boys are everything. Exactly. <laughs> When you were in middle school, something pretty traumatic happened to you because of your weight. Can you tell us about this and how you felt after? Absolutely. So I can't remember. I think it was grade seven, maybe grade eight. I was going about my day at school and one of my friends, loose quotations, ran over and said, I don't know how to tell you this and I and I, I I'm really sorry but like you have to go look in the bathroom and I was like what and I remember going into this bathroom and kind of looking around and there was a lot of people in the bathroom at that time and it was the main bathroom right off the front doors of the school right where everyone went uh, and I turned the corner and on the wall it said Melissa Cathery is a fat bitch and she weighs 135 pounds which is obscene <laughs> I would love to weigh 135 pounds actually I probably wouldn't love no. to weigh that but at that time at that time honestly I think I even weighed more than that and I remember as a kid being like I wish I weighed that <laughs> And the thing that was honestly more like more upsetting when I look back at it now that I've realized that there's so much more to people than their weight is that someone thought I was a bitch and I was a really nice person. I was friends with a lot of people. I, I never started drama. I wasn't like one of the most popular girls and I was a nice person and there is someone out there that thought that I was a bitch. Yeah. So, of course, this probably, like, shaped how you thought about yourself for a period of time. And, like, how did you feel after reading this? And, I mean, your friend told you about it and everyone knew about it. So, it was, like, that Melissa. It was mortifying. Yeah. And I remember having to get the the constable that was, like, in charge of our school. Oh she was God. there that day. And when I went to the office, obviously crying, she kind of came and, like, helped me handle the situation. And they ended up painting over it, but obviously I was still mortified and everyone knew about it and everyone saw it and my weight was out there and it was just like, couldn't have been a bigger nightmare for me at that time. Already so self-aware of my body that I was different, that I was bigger, that I wasn't cute enough or as cute as the other girls. So it was, it was pretty earth shattering. Yeah, no kidding. So I've talked about in other episodes how I grew up as a figure skater and how other people's mothers and coaches and, you know, parent authorities were quite 
you know, harsh about the weight subject. So, you know, like I would be at an event or something and like everybody would be eating and like, you know, we all had our two pieces of pizza or something and maybe I took like a handful of potato chips and somebody else didn't. It was always me that got the like, you took too much, you did this, you know? Like no one was ever like outright saying I was fat, but I knew what was being said behind the scenes, right? That is so harsh to come from moms. And I could see that happening too in figure scanning because there's no, like your body is really out there on display. And so even if you feel okay with it. Other people are seeing you and making their own opinions. And I can definitely relate to that. I had one of my best friend's moms actually told me one time that I looked like Pillsbury Doughboy. And at the time, I think she thought maybe it was cute Mm -hmm. or like what endearing or whatever. But that was so hurtful. I remember thinking that and I was like, oh my God, my friend's mom knows that I'm fat everyone knows that I'm fat. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Very self-aware. Yeah. (laughs) Clearly your middle school experience wasn't the best. So moving on to high school, one of the hardest times of our young lives and you decided to make a lot of changes in between middle and high school. What lengths did you go to to fit in? Great lengths. After all the things that happened in middle school, and just all the rejection that I faced from boys and friends, I thought, I would say knew, but at the time I thought I knew, but I thought that something had to change. I had to change because I couldn't go into another year of school feeling the way I was feeling, facing the things that I had faced. I wanted a fresh start. Fresh start, said loosely. (laughs) Um, So I began restricting and over-exercising and got very obsessed with my weight over the summer between grade 9 and going into grade 10, which was high school. And I ended up losing about 50 pounds over the course of like two and a half months. Yeah, very fast. A lot of weight, very fast. So these were changes you thought you had to make to be accepted, and what happened when you actually went back to school? Well, of course, people said that I looked great, uh, because in society, I feel like weight loss is just always celebrated, no matter what form it is, whether people know what's happening behind the scenes or not. You see someone look smaller who was bigger before, and you congratulate them. So that started happening to me, which obviously fueled the demon in my head uh telling me to keep restricting keep over exercising people think you look great boys are starting to get interested in you grade 10 was actually when I had my first kiss and my first boyfriend so I thought that obviously this had to have happened because of my new appearance Mm -hmm. yeah so I kept that boyfriend for a little while (laughs) high school relationships (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And he started to kind of catch on to like what had been happening because we were around each other all the time. He obviously noticed how much I was going to the gym. He started to notice what I was eating or lack thereof. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until one night actually when I fainted in his presence at his house that my issues with eating and restricting and exercise kind of became open in our relationship. 
So this lifestyle of restricting and being obsessed about your weight and exercising and all of that went on for a few years. And then when you were in grade 12, you decided to take your life back. So how did you begin to recover? Well, that moment with my boyfriend when he saw me faint because I hadn't eaten uh, was definitely definitely a big moment because now someone else was aware of what I was doing, Where whereas before I kept it kind of secret. Mm-hmm. My mom didn't really know. My friends didn't really know. So I could kind of just like do it in the background and no one was aware of it. But now there was someone that was. Mm-hmm. So I had someone keeping me more accountable. And it was a person that loved me, uh, that cared for me and thought I was beautiful. And so definitely the love in that relationship and just definitely knowing the need to get better was kind of Mm -hmm. what drove me because now there was other people involved yeah it was more of a me thing before whereas now like I was kind of bringing someone into it and he was obviously worried Mm -hmm. what was the first step you took for yourself to get better trying to find that love for myself uh having people in my life that loved me and realizing that I probably should too and that I had spent so many years just hating myself and just constantly being in this fight with myself and that I didn't need to be mm-hmm. and that there was nothing wrong with me because I looked different. Exactly. And that at that point, I'm sure you had probably a pretty good friend group and you had this great boyfriend and obviously your parents didn't 100% know what was going on, but they loved you too. And you know, getting better is, it's not just for you, it's for everyone around you too. Absolutely. Especially once my boyfriend figured out, like learned about it, then my mom kind of learned about it. And then my friend kind of caught on. And so just more people were kind of becoming aware and having that support system was a huge help and just an inspiration that I didn't need to be in this kind of place. Yeah. So as we're following your journey here, of course, grade 12, graduation, high school ends. What happens next? So I moved to Edmonton to go to university. Mm -hmm. And at the time, that boyfriend that I had from high school, he came with me. And we did long distance for about six months, but that just didn't last. So we broke up and... Here I was for the first time in my life with a little bit of confidence in a brand new city with a bunch of dudes that I've never met before who didn't know that I was a fat bitch who weighed 135 pounds, who didn't see all of the awkward Pillsbury Doughboy phases. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was ready. I was ready to mingle with people and make new relationships Mm -hmm. and kind of like put myself out there. Yeah. DTF. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Well... Can you all remember when Instagram first came out in the first couple years of it? It was mostly people taking photos of their food, random things in their houses, tree, the sky, you know, you get what I'm saying. (laughs) Duck lips and the best quality selfies we've all ever seen. Right, exactly. So while most of us were showing off our lunch, you actually found a whole new community while you were in university. Can you tell us about this community and what happened because of it? Yeah, definitely. So when I was in university, after I kind of got some confidence and I started dating and I was putting myself out there, I found the body positivity community on Instagram. I can't, I can't even really remember exactly how I found it because it was so long ago now. Mm -hmm. 
I think I might have just come across at that time like Airy was one of like the only mm. brands that was really celebrating like unedited photos and like being yourself and things yeah. like that. And I think I found one of their ads that had like a model tagged in it and then I kind of just got down the Instagram rabbit hole as we all know exists. <laughs> yeah. So I found that community and it really changed my life. Um, at first, it was more just so pictures of trying to post pictures of my body, even if that's just me standing there in some clothes, because at that time in my life, I was never in the photo. Mm -hmm. I was always taking the photo. I never wanted people to see me. Mm -hmm. I had so much trauma from just being like exposed yeah. in middle school and in high school again after having struggling with over under eating and over exercising I just wanted to get comfortable with just existing and being me and so I just started posting posting photos of myself that I would never post on my personal page mm -hmm. I guess I should say that I made a secret Instagram for this <laughs> so no one knew yeah. that I was diving into this yeah and this is before like secret Instagrams were really Oh, a definitely yeah. before. Yeah, definitely before. Yeah. A couple of my best, closest friends knew about it because I felt that after recognizing in high school that it was like that support system that helped me, I knew that I would kind of need that again through this journey. So the girls, the girls that were there for me and cheered me on, they knew about it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's really cool too that they could be a part of that journey with you. Yeah, absolutely. And I try to bring them still kind of along. Obviously, like, I don't think that journey ever really ends. So no. I'm constantly having conversations about that with like the people in my life. What were the biggest breakthroughs you had from finding this community and educating yourself on body positivity? That real fat activism and body positivity isn't about loving yourself every day and thinking that you're the hottest bitch in the world. Sometimes it's just about being neutral. Sometimes it's just about accepting yourself for who you are and thanking your body for the things that it does for you. Mm -hmm. And while you might not be in love with it, it's still remarkable and you're st it's still accomplishing so much for you. Yeah, and I think people forget too that like, bodies age and they grow they grow out they grow up you know yeah absolutely <laughs> you can't ex like it, it's like we almost expected to just like graduate and like stay that size and stay that shape and not change when in reality science and just like the chemical make of our body like you you go through these changes and mm -hmm. it does happen and you can, you can't stop it from happening and yeah. it happens to everybody yeah and I think people do forget that, like, you might not always love the way that your body looks. But like you said, we have to thank our bodies for what they do for us because otherwise we wouldn't be here. Totally. And I think that's a big misconception is that you have to be thin or skinny to be healthy. That's not true at all. Mm -hmm. Actually, that makes me think of a story from my school years I was always perplexed why there was another bigger girl that was like in the group of friends and people that I knew but she was never ridiculed or bullied because she played sports mm -hmm. and she was active and people thought oh you're not lazy oh you're actually you're taking care of yourself and so she didn't get bullied but because I wasn't putting myself out there in that way I of course was the bad one yeah. which is is totally false I think that the health concern that people have for 
fat people is not it's not genuine Mm -hmm. yeah you could have a person who's half the size of someone else but they might go out and do a bunch of cocaine and have a crazy bender night and drink so much alcohol and then eat mcdonald's the next morning and no one would bat their eyelash at them and their health yeah but i could walk down the street and someone could yell fat cow like Mm -hmm. (laughs) while i'm on a walk yeah exactly yeah i was just gonna bring up that you never really know the lifestyle of the person i know people that are my size i mean even you you go to um what is it called spin class yeah like multiple times a week and people don't know that but they still associate fat with being bad like you don't do anything like (laughs) yeah absolutely and that's a big part of fat activism and body positivity is like taking back that word fat Mm -hmm. fat doesn't have to mean bad Mm -hmm. i mean even if you if you're saying you know 135 pounds isn't fat even if it was fat so what like Mm -hmm. i think the fat on your body doesn't determine whether you're a worthy human being who deserves respect and love exactly i get that a lot with boudoir obviously people come to me and they're like I've just gained so much weight over the past few years first off get it (laughs) (laughs) who hasn't yeah uh second off it's it's completely normal and we have to stop being so mean to ourselves and you know often what I hear is it's it's coming from ourselves. It's not coming from the people around us. Absolutely. I've totally realized that in having these conversations with friends and just like peers around me, um, especially coming into now. And I think one of the more popular things in beauty now is Botox and filler and all those types of things. And while it can be great and people can make decisions and do things for themselves, I think at the end of the day, like you really need to look deep down and there the most of the issues that people are concerned about with themselves, no one is noticing. Mm -hmm. It's really so self-driven. I have so many friends who comment on things about their appearance to me, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, I just don't see what they see. Yeah. And it's sad that body dysmorphia in any small way, whether it's, you know, on the one side of the scale or the hundred side of the scale, like, I think all of us have a little bit of that because there's just things that there's, you're never perfect, but the, the key is realizing that no one is perfect. Mm -hmm. We all have little imperfections and there's, we're never going to be that perfect person. And if we are, that's not real and that's not authentic because humans aren't perfect. (laughs) And that's the end of the story. (laughs) (laughs) So to sum it all up here, what is body positivity for you? To reiterate, like I said before, it's not loving yourself every single day. It's realizing that some days you're going to just be neutral. I think it's also really important to recognize that the whole movement of body positivity was built off of the backs of fat black marginalized people who didn't have a space to go who were constantly excluded because of their size or whatever other diversities they might have had people who've been victimized for their weight and subject to all different types of traumas it's not just about folding over and showing off your role because we all have a role Uh, (laughs) a roll or a few a few (laughs) rolls in the shop (laughs) 
it's just about yeah that i think that neutral neutrality is key like it doesn't have to be this extreme movement every single day but it is being conscious in what you're saying how you're saying Mm -hmm. it how you're saying things to other people um and just changing the perspective that we are entitled to opinions on other people's bodies we're we're not there's there's no reason that we need to make comments on that unwelcomed like if someone doesn't ask you then keep your opinion to yourself Um, unsolicited unsolicited that's the word that I was looking for (laughs) yeah and that's a big thing too with like the health advice the unsolicited health advice we don't need any of that like just let fat people exist fat doesn't have to be a bad word we're all just trying our best (laughs) for real (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Mel, for coming on today and talking about body positivity and fat activism. I think it was really a reminder that we all needed. And where can people find you on social media? If you want to look at pretty pictures of me that Sierra has taken, you can look at my personal page, which is mcathre. That's M-C-A-T-H-R-E-A. My nail page is gel by Mel, gel.by.mel. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on here today, and we can't wait to have you in the future. And everybody just have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining the Real Talk with Pillow Talk Studios. You can find us on Instagram at Pillow Talk Studios and in our Facebook group, Pillow Talk Studios exclusive VIP group. I cannot wait to share another episode with you soon. Bye.